to Storytime Journeys. I'm your host, Jesse. This podcast will journey through space, time, and history to explore the weird, unexplained, unusual, but true stories that are so outrageous, you'll think it's fiction. Take my hand and brace yourself for today's Storytime Journey. enthusiast. In today's storytime journey, we're going to visit an unexplained mystery that occurred at Elam Moor, a remote location on the Flannan Islands. These uninhibited islands are also called the Seven Hunters. It's a small island group in the Outer Herbrides of Scotland and is located about 176 miles northwest of Scotland mainland. These islands are named after St. Flannan, a 6th century Irish bishop. In 1826, the Moray Fifth Storm on the Tarbert Nass caused 16 boats to be lost at sea, so a lighthouse was constructed on the island to prevent future tragedies. Even though the island was vacant of human inhabitants, the lighthouse needed workers to keep watch over the waters. There were always three keepers stationed at Flannan Isle, and a new crew were put on the island every fortnight. This lighthouse is at the center of today's journey. In December of 1900, the three lighthouse keepers that were stationed at the Flannan Isles were James Duckett, the head keeper, Thomas Marshall, second assistant keeper, and Donald MacArthur, occasional keeper. On December 26th of that year, it was a cold and calm evening, and Captain James Harvey's ship made its slow and steady approach to the islands. On board is Joseph Moore, a lighthouse keeper scheduled to start his shift at Elon Moor. As they eased close to the island, expecting the usual response from the lighthouse, at their arrival, they are met with darkness. No lights, no noise, no flag on the flagstaff. Captain Harvey sent out a warning flare and blew his horn to see if that would get the keeper's attention. Still nothing. Mr. Moore was sent ashore to investigate As he climbed the long stairway leading to the lighthouse, he felt uncomfortable and a major sense of dread take him over. Once he reached the top, the first thing he noticed was the main door was unlocked. He walked in. The feelings he felt on the way up only intensified as he made his way through the lighthouse. The men were not inside. The fireplace was bare and appeared to not have been used in a few days. Half-eaten food was still left on the table, and the chairs were overturned, and the men's jackets were left behind. Moore was dumbfounded, and he wondered, if the men weren't here, they had to be outside. So in the dead of winter, why would all three men venture outside without their oilskin coats? And why did all three men leave the lighthouse when the rules didn't allow for the lighthouse to go unmanned at any time? What could have happened that caused all the men to leave their post? When Moore glanced up at the kitchen clock, he noticed that time was frozen. At some point, the clock stopped working. What had happened here? The feelings of dread turned to panic as Moore reported back to Captain Harvey what he had discovered. A full search of the island to find the missing men started. It ended with no results. It seemed like the men just vanished into thin air. 
a telegram was sent from Captain Harvey through the Northern Lighthouse Board headquarters in Edinburgh. The telegram read, quote, A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers have disappeared from the island. On our arrival this afternoon, no sign of life is seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land Moore, who went up to the station to found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped, and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown off cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we could not wait to make something of their fate. I have left Moore, MacDonald, and two same men on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Murhand in case you are not home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. End quote. After receipt of that telegram, an official search and investigation was set forth. On the west end of the island, they found damage to some iron railings that looked like they were pulled up from concrete. Ropes that were usually strapped to a supply crane were undone and laying all around. Robert Murhand, the superintendent of the Commissioners of the Northern Lights, wrote in his official report of the investigation, quote, I'm in the opinion that the most likely explanation of this disappearance of the men is that they had all gone down on the afternoon of Saturday, December 15th, to the proximity of the West Landing, to secure a box with the morning ropes and that an unexpectedly large roller had come up on the island and a large body of water going up higher than where they were and coming down upon them had swept them away with relentless force. End quote. Also, in the search, they recovered a logbook written by the keeper, Mr. Marshall. This logbook paints an eerie picture of the days leading up to the men's disappearance. The logbook entries are as follows. December 12th, gale north by northwest, sea lashed to fury, never seen such a storm, waves very high, tearing at lighthouse, everything ship shape, James Duckett, irritable. Later that same day, storm still raging, wind steady, storm bound, cannot go out, ship passing sounding foghorn, could see lights of cabins, Duckett quiet, Donald MacArthur crying. December 13th, storm continued through night, wind shifted west by north, Duckett quiet, MacArthur praying. Later that same day, noon, gray light, me, Duckett, and MacArthur prayed. On December 14th, there was no entry in the log. The final entry was made on a slate which under normal circumstances would have been transferred to the logbook later. December 15th, 1 p.m., storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Prior to Captain Harvey's coming ashore to the island, it was reported that on December 15th, a different ship passing by noticed that the light from the Flannan Islands was not lit so the men must have disappeared sometime in the few hours between the last long entry and nightfall, which at that time of the year and in that area would have occurred around 4 p.m.
official investigation findings do offer a realistic scene of what may have happened. The logbook does speak of an intense storm, and if the men left the house to secure the crane, ropes, and supplies, it's a very plausible theory that the waves of the storm took all three men into the raging waters. But I discovered some questionable holes in that theory. First, all weather reports from that area reported that the sea was calm during this week. No storm had passed by the island. But let's say the weather reports were wrong, and there was a storm. Why would three experienced lighthouse keepers all venture out at the same time, in harsh conditions, risking their lives to secure some rope on a crane? It doesn't seem like something I would risk my life over. Secondly, the timeline spelled out in the logbook doesn't make sense for the men to have perished on the storm. On December 15th, Marshall wrote that the storm had passed and the sea was calm. So this dangerous storm that had left the damage the investigators found had to have happened days earlier. And the men were obviously alive and well on the 15th to make the log entry. I had mentioned earlier that a passing ship noticed the lights were out on the island the night of the 15th. So I believe whatever happened to the men happened that evening. Also, the lighthouse was built to withstand such a storm. Sitting on the coastline, it was reinforced to handle strong winds and rising tides. So why did Marshall mention the men crying and praying? What frightened these men to tears, to prayers, and eventually that fear drove these men from the comfort of the house outside on that freezing winter's night so quickly they didn't even put on their jackets. And the logbook entries leaves me feeling uneasy. An official logbook is written to note dates, times, and work-related reporting. It's not a personal journal. Writing about people's reactions and feelings is not the standard and seems very odd to include such details. Those close to the men have stated that these were seafaring tough guys, but naturally positive and upbeat. Why did Marshall feel the need to express the men's emotions? I feel like something heavy was affecting the men, and not just the supposed storm. The tears and anger turned into prayers, then turned into vanishing. In the same room these emotions were rising, the kitchen clock was found frozen in time. The scene inside the lighthouse, I believe, is more indication that something more ominous was at play than just some ocean waves. This definitely sets an odd tone for sure and leaves a lot for interpretation. The history of the island also leads to more unconventional theories. Prior to the lighthouse being built, shepherds would bring their sheep to the island to graze, but they would never stay the night, frightened of the spirits said to haunt that distant location. And finally, if the men were taken by a wave or even fell off a cliff into the waters, why didn't their bodies wash ashore? No bodies were ever recovered. There are many myths and speculation of this mystery. Some say foreign invaders or pirates came and captured the men, or that the mental psychology of the men was affected by something spiritual. Possibly ghosts haunted them and led them to their death. Folklore has also expanded to the theory of alien abduction or even sea monsters. Over the following decades, subsequent lighthouse keepers at Elam Moor have reported strange voices in the wind, calling out the names of the three dead men. 
Since the lighthouse automation in the 1970s, it's been uninhabited since then. This story has been the inspiration for songs, poetry, and most recently, the 2018 movie called The Vanishing. The lighthouse built to help seagoers make it home safely was the same lighthouse that sealed the fate of these three men. They never made it home. We may never know the actual truth of the lost men, whether it was a raging storm, a psychological breakdown, or even ghosts, but I believe the only witness to this tragedy was the sea. The sea, with its vast beauty and beckoning adventures, it's just as equally unforgiving. And even with its rising tides and roaring crashing waves, it tells no tales. Thank you.